the book of Revelations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, February 24th, 2016, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is... The Death and Desolation of America. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. Lord, we bow down. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit be strong in this place today, that it go out over the airwaves to bring the word that you have prepared and ordained for this hour for the, those with spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear with, to receive into their hearts, to be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is the only Savior of all mankind, whose name is Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day, and we command in the name of Jesus Christ that every foul spirit, every hindering spirit, every spirit of lust, control, and pride, and wickedness, and demonic activity be bound this very hour in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command it in in the name of Jesus, and we plead the blood of Jesus against you. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. As we begin our show for today, I am reminded of not too long ago, the Lord God, by way of his Holy Spirit, spoke a prophetic word to me, of which is that after Passover, everything will change. With that thought in mind, let us begin our time together with this prophetic dream found on Z3News.com as given to Sherry Gorslin, February 2nd, 2016, of which is titled... Terror is coming from your own nation, from the inside, not the outside, in which Miss Gorlins begins by stating that today I had a dream in which I saw Christians being murdered in America. I was out in the street that was very busy with people going back and forth. There were some people there gathering all of us and putting us in a large room. I knew it was a church building that they were putting us in, and I knew we were Christians. We all began to realize something was wrong. They were going to kill us. We were not allowed to speak or get up. If we did, if we did not obey, they would kill us immediately. Everyone was scared. The people threatening us were very American-looking. They appeared to be just everyday Americans in the way that they dressed and talked. So we knew they were spread out among us, and we didn't really know which ones they were. So we were all fearful to speak to one another. As I was sitting there, I was thinking, They're going to kill us regardless of what we do. I'm not going to die like this. 
So I stood up and started to preach the gospel. I started speaking the word and the message of salvation to those in the crowd. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. I turned to a small group who I realized were some of the ones who were detaining us, and I began to speak scriptures from Isaiah to them. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justly uh, justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ of the righteous from him. Isaiah five twenty through 23. Each time they told me to sit down and shut up, I refused. So they became angrier. I saw them talking among themselves as if to say, she's going to pay for this. I saw in their hands thin gold chain necklaces. They were sliding them over from one hand to the other hand, for each time I disobeyed. I knew each one represented a form of punishment to death. So I turned and looked at the small group counting these chains out and said, you can only kill me once. I looked out to the crowd and said, they can only kill us once. I kept repeating that over and over. I was looking at the crowd as if to say, stand up and fight. Do not die like this, silent. Stand up for Jesus. Then I woke up. When I woke up, I thought of this verse. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. And my friends, I added verse 5 as well, of which continues with the Lord Jesus Christ saying, But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yea, says Jesus Christ, I say unto you, fear him. Luke chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Next, says Mrs. Gorlin, there my, after my dream... And praying for interpretation, the Lord spoke this to me. As you see the Christians of today sitting quietly as this country is turned over to a dark force that is trying to remove all righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends, from this, from this land, I say to my children, says the Lord God, stand, speak with authority, tell others about Jesus, tell them about me in spite of intimidation, tell them in spite of interrogation, in spite of mockery, I ask my people to rise up, this remnant, this army that was created for this time in history, to stand, to speak the word, to draw those to me that would come, and to curse those of the darkness, that their eyes may be opened, and that their ears may hear what the Spirit is saying. Disaster is coming upon the land. Fear has overtaken many of those I have called to stand in these times of terror. This terror is coming from your own nation. This is a terror that is coming from the inside, not the outside. The evil one, in regards to Satan, my friends, she says, has come and overtaken this nation in the highest places of authority. He has come to bring this nation to ruin, and I have lifted my hand from this nation, says the Lord God, of whom as well continues by stating that I have brought down my hedge of protection because the time, because this time will be used to draw thousands to me when they see disaster hit, they will come. But remember, my children, the darkness will come also. They search out those that stand for righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ. Stand tall and know who you serve. Speak life and do not fear death. As I built a hedge of protection around this nation, although it is removed, I will continue my hedge of protection around my children who stand for righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends. As I have told you many times, 
At this point, the Lord continues by stating that there is no price to be paid worth the selling of your soul. There is not a price worth your soul. This election has brought fear upon the land. Many believe it is a time of revolution, but revolution for my people will look differently than the streets of wickedness. Revolution will be on your knees, crying out for justice and protection, giving of your own life to save others, cutting all ties from material things that are worthless in the coming days. It is time to stand up and say, you can only kill me once. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And on that thoughtfully, thought-provoking note, I'll be right back after the break with a prophetic vision from the Lord that speaks of the black days ahead that have been mandated by the Lord God, of which are on the way soon and very soon here in the year called It's time for God's people to sound the alarm. And as promised, my friends, the vision about to be shared was posted August 28, 2011 by Glenna Linkus to her Wings of Prophecy blog and is titled Vision of the Blanket of Darkness. This vision is a prelude to another prophetic word that the Lord God gave to her on November 29, 2015, titled, A Period of Deep, Intense Darkness is Coming, of which we will be sharing in just a moment. But let us first take a look at her prophetic vision, there again titled, Vision of the Blanket of Darkness, of which she begins by stating, I was going back over my records of what the Lord had spoken to me over the past several years when I came across something he said on March 25th, 2008. 
After he had shown me a vision during my worship time of a great black blanket descending silently towards the earth, it was falling through space, and when I saw it, I got a really bad feeling. I did not understand what it meant at the time and had to ask him to reveal it to me. I could not remember if I had posted this one or not. March 25th, 2008. The blanket of darkness you saw, the Lord says, descending is spiritual blindness that is about to cover the earth. The people who have denied me, those who have treated my son's blood frivolously, those who do not walk in my ways will be trapped in it, says the Lord. They will become prey to the evil one, of which there again, my friends, is in reference to Satan, and will be given over to their sinful ways. Their lusts shall consume them, and death shall be their reward. You are seeing my judgment fall on some already, but you will see this increase as the days pass. As I remove the blemishes that have shamed my holy name and profaned my church. I will no longer look the other way for their sin, but I will uncover it for all the world to see. Disgrace shall be their reward. I will no longer tolerate sin in the church. And the pretenders I shall also remove, for they are not of me. They are not branches of the true vine. They sit like puppets week after week, but their eyes do not see and their ears do not hear. They seek me not and have aroused my holy anger. My holy apostles and prophets I will send and they will be ran out as I shine the glorious light of my holiness on them. I shall drive all darkness from the bride of my son. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, as promised, here is Glenna's word from the Lord as seen on Z3 News, posted November 29th, 2015, titled, A Period of Deep Intense Darkness is coming, of which the Lord God thusly spoke to Miss Linkus, a period of deep, intense darkness is coming in the future for my people. This darkness will be a time when the enemy is triumphing, though only for a while. Some of you may think I have forgotten you or forgotten my promises, though I would never do either. Remember, my little ones, all the scriptures must be fulfilled before the end. No matter what you see or hear around you, do not ever believe the enemy's lies that I have forsaken you or that I do not care, for I have already proven my love for you, and I will never forsake you. These are the times when your faith shall be sorely tried, and you must know me well to know I will never leave you. And though the enemy triumph for a short while, it will not always be so. For he is defeated already, and you will indeed see his total defeat in the end. And those who persecute my righteous ones shall be judged in the end as well. Do not fear, my children. Do not lose hope and never let go of your faith in me. For by it, you shall be saved. Rejoice, your eternal home is here with me, says the Lord. And once again, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2 is repeated for this word from the Lord. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Psalms 91 5 and 6 also says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 says, 
let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Matthew chapter 26, verse 54. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it may be? Matthew chapter 10, verse 22 says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, says Jesus Christ. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. John chapter 3, verse 16, once again says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, should not perish, but have everlasting life. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than, than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, the Lord Jesus Christ himself says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days which is the time of testing, my friends. The number 10 is a time of testing. Be thou faithful, the Lord Jesus Christ says, unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, speaking of the Antichrist, John the Revelator says, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, Paul says, Who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sin alway, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness, which is right living in Jesus Christ, my friends. Moving forward with the warnings from the Lord God to a nation called America, Our next piece was there again found, posted to Z3news.com yesterday, February 23rd, 2016, by Jennifer Morrison, of which is titled, Great Shaking Coming Very Soon to the United States, in which she begins by saying, in the early morning hours of Tuesday, February February 16th, I dreamt I was preparing for my wedding vow renewal ceremony, which was happening in only four short days away. In my dream, I had three bridesmaids, and all three were professing Christians. We were picking out our dresses for them to wear all long and flowing dresses in a beautiful crimson red color. As the ladies were trying on their dresses, the ground suddenly started to shake violently. Planes were flying overhead, much too close to the building. I could tell that they were not commercial airliners because they were large and dark in color. We all started running out of the building. As I looked back, a very tall building was starting to collapse. I somehow knew this building was the U.S. Corporation headquarters for a global company in the financial service industry. The building appeared to actually be imploding on itself rather than exploding. It reminded me of how the Twin Towers looked when they collapsed on 9-11. As we were running, trying to get to safety, I saw complete chaos everywhere. Many people in the streets were bleeding and many were dead or dying. Then the scene suddenly changed, and we were now in what looked like a green prairie or meadow. The ground was no longer shaking, and there was no planes flying overhead. All three of my bridesmaids were there with me. 
and wearing the dresses we had picked out. However, the color had changed from crimson red to lily white. Also, one of my bridesmaids' dresses had been physically altered, and instead of long and flowing, it had now become very short and provocative, and a very provocative dress. While it was not something I would ever wear personally, I remember telling her, wow, you're really rocking that dress. I only said that because I wanted her to like me. I then immediately woke up. The interpretation? I believe the collapse of the financial services headquarters building was intentional and symbolic as a reference to the coming financial collapse. Not only in our country, but around the world. I believe that the way it imploded correlates to the poor choices our nation has made that is contributing to the financial crisis we are headed towards. The problems are internal within our own country. The ground shaking violently might represent an actual earthquake, but I believe it was symbolic of the overall great shaking that is very soon coming to our nation, yes, even at the doorstep. The warplanes flying overhead might be connected with the escalations that we are seeing now in Syria and in the Middle East, and what appears to be the inevitable world war that is to come from this. That said, when I shared this dream with my husband, he had the impression This was much more personal and local, that the United States itself would be facing direct war and or devastation of some sort. The bodies in the streets bleeding led him to believe this was a warning of war and devastation coming to U.S. soil. The bridesmaids' dresses started out a crimson red. Time to listen up, my friends and changed instantly to a lily white to show Christ's shed blood was available to them to cover their sins. The change to white represents Christ's Christ's desire that his bride be made pure by his righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends, and ready for his soon return. The bridesmaid with the alterated dress was definitely not something the Bride of Christ should be wearing. In fact, the fact that her dress had also changed to lily white but remained short and provocative speaks to me of the way that Satan is deceiving many through his apostate church by trying to change the gospel to fit their lifestyles. This particular friend, although she claims to be a Christian, supports homosexuality and gay marriage. I believe this was a strong warning from the Lord that as his bride, we are not to condone sinful habits ever. We still love those living in sin, but we hate the sin and we are never to condone or show support in any way of the lifestyles they are living This one is much harder for us to do because we are so afraid of offending someone. The true bride of Christ must make a stand for Christ and for his holy word. I made the commitment that I like, I made the comment that I liked her dress because I was trying to please her so that she would like me. Miss Linkus continues by saying, I believe this was another strong warning from the Lord, but this time the warning was for me personally, because I have friends who live together but are not married, and the Lord convicted me in a big way that I need to be doing more to warn them that God is serious when he says that Those who make a practice of adultery and fornication and etc. will not inherit the kingdom of God. I praise God for getting my attention, she said, in such a vivid way over this. As hard as it was to hear, I needed it. As followers of Christ, we need to stop making light of supporting or encouraging the lifestyle of those people who claim 
to be Christians, but who are living in blatant sin and disregard for the word of God. The morning after my dream, says Miss Linkus, I saw a quote that confirmed this. Quote, the devil is not fighting religion. He's too smart for that. He is producing a counterfeit Christianity so much like the real one that good Christians are afraid to speak out against it. My friends, that would only be good Christians who aren't filled with the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit because I am not standing for it. I see the blatant counterfeit Christianity that Satan has prepared for this world and you need to come out of her. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let it be known that if you are a part of this crowd, you need to turn from your sin and receive the Lord Jesus Christ before your life is cut short. Meanwhile, back at this prophecy, when the scene changed, Miss Lincoln says, we were in what appeared to be a green meadow, and I did not feel any shaking of the ground, nor did I see any more warplanes flying overhead. It was peaceful here. I believe this speaks directly to our safety and refuge in the Christ when we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. We were preparing for my upcoming vow renewal ceremony, which was only four days away when the destruction hit. No dates were given to me. However, my husband and I did actually renew our vows on Saturday, February 20th. Since the setting of the dream was current to my circumstances of the past week, I believe the Lord was simply impressing the urgency to be prepared right now. I was definitely given a sense of urgency, she said. Here is what I know for certain. No matter how you interpret it, time is short. We must first prepare ourselves spiritually. Whatever part of us we have not fully surrendered to Christ, we must do it now. Whatever areas we are holding back from him, we must go, we must let go now. Whatever sinful habits we are struggling to part with, claim the power of Christ over them and let go, she says. Charles Spurgeon, she interjects, said, There is no form of sinfulness to which you are addicted, which Christ cannot remove. We must stop making excuses for our disobedience. We also need to be helping others prepare. He did not save us just for ourselves. He saved us so that we could warn others and see others saved too. We need to be sounding the trumpet warning others that we are running out of time. So many in the church today are asleep, she says. So many have also been deceived and are now trying to change the word of God to fit within their lifestyles. Oh, how this grieves our Lord. I believe the Lord is telling us to stop being deceived. He will not be mocked. He has warned over and over again, and yet so many are still lost in their sin and complacency towards sin. Miss Linkus ends her piece by stating that time is so short, friends, we cannot afford to waste a single moment. God has given countless warnings to our nation through his prophets. Who is listening? As we come to our last prophetic warning from the Lord God for today, my friends, I must say that I concur with Miss Linkus's closing statement of which was God has given countless warnings to our nation through his prophets. But who is listening? As we near the close of our show for today, let us Tune our prophetic ears once more to this urgent prophetic word given by the Lord God to Mr. Jerry Sunberg. Posted to Z3news.com, September 13th, which I might add was the last day of the Shemitah year, my friends. Titled, America, 
do you know what is about to happen to you? Of which Mr. Sunberg begins by stating, here is what the Lord saying to me, here is what the Lord, here is what I heard the Lord saying to me last night. America, do you know what is about to happen to you? The devil has come down and his wrath is about to be poured out upon you. You have convinced yourself that you will not see trouble as is being seen in other parts of the world. But what you see happening elsewhere is but a small thing. For years the devil has desired to destroy you, but I have held him back, says the Lord God, because of your faith in me. But now... You have rejected your only salvation and are embracing the evil one, which there again, my friends, is another word for Satan. You cannot imagine the horrors, the Lord says, that are about to be unleashed in your country. That country of the free, that country of the brave, that country that has murdered millions of innocents and defiles the Holy One, who is Jesus Christ, my friends by rejecting him and trying to cast him out of every venue. You do not realize what you are doing and who it is that you have invited into your country. Death and desolation is your choice, and death and desolation will come upon you with a fierceness, and terror will cause you to recoil in horror and trepidation. You will call upon my name. You will call upon me, says the Lord, but I will not hear you. You will cry, save us, O Lord, but I say to you that I never knew you. For all your righteousness, which you have done before, are forgotten. Because instead of embracing my righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends, you, says the Lord God, have embraced selfishness and degradation. And what? And those things are an abomination unto me. Therefore, I have withdrawn your protection. And the evil one, who is Satan, my friends, will sweep like a flood, and destroy all your cities and your fruitful lands and leave you with nothing. The Lord says, you have defiled me and mocked me, and now I have turned my back on you. Even if you cry, it is not a cry of repentance, as I have desired, but a cry of restoration to what you have lost. Just as I rejected Esau, I will reject you. Never before in history will a nation that was once blessed above all nations forget their God and not suffer the consequences, says the Lord God. You have rejected me and now I reject you, says the Lord of hosts. You will no longer stand as one of the great nations, for I will bring you down where you will never rise again. My friends, there have been many prophecies talking about the destruction of America that spoke of the fact that it would be brought down never to rise again in those exact words, because they as well came from the Lord God. Instead of walking in the fear of me, you have exalted yourselves as God. Therefore, the fierceness of my wrath and the dread of my righteous judgments will come upon you and overtake you. Your friends will have abandoned you just as you have abandoned them. No one will come to your aid for the judgment of the Lord will punish all who try to stay my hand, says the Lord. The time for turning has passed and now my judgment is certain. As far as my people, I say to you now, come out of her. Do not partake of her arrogance and sins. Separate yourself and draw near to me so that I will protect you and save you even 
as through fire. Do not be fearful, but rejoice, for the judgment of the Lord is just, for I am righteous and true. Turn your hearts to me, says the Lord. Do not fear what is coming. Fear me, and do not fear what man will do to you. Walk in holiness before me, and do not fear. My wrath and my judgment is just as I have promised to give to each one the just rewards of their labors. For those who labor in iniquity, their fruit will be the reaping of their iniquity. For those who labor in my righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends, theirs will be the crown of life, but have patience and endure to the end to receive your crown, says the Lord, your righteousness. My friends, this is a very strange layout that the Lord has given me here today. It is one that speaks directly to America. It is one that speaks directly to the world at large. It is one that speaks to every individual within the hearing of my voice in America, as well as the world at large. It is the Lord saying that this is his last warning period of time. He is only the one who knows exactly how long that period of time will be, my friends. But he has made it known that we're at a final warning, that destruction is about to commence. Death, desolation, and destruction in America is about to commence. And the Lord began this word today with the remembering, with the reminding me of the fact, with reminding me of the fact that he had told me not too long ago, within this year, after Passover, everything will change. My friends, the word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. My friends, it either can save your soul or It can condemn your soul because it's truth. There's no guile. There's no misrepresentation. Every word that the Lord has prepared in in both the Old Testament and the New Testament is for your benefit and mine to be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, who is the only Savior of all mankind. He is the only man who ever lived upon this earth who could take our sins away because he was perfect. Because not only was he the son of man, he's the son of God, and the spirit that lived in that body was God. There was no sin in that body. Therefore, once again, the Lord wants to reiterate his plan And his plan is this, plain and simple. The Lord God says that his word is so simple that even a child can understand it. John 3.16 through 18 says, For God so loved the world. My friends, the world are those who are not saved. We're Christians, and those who are not Christians are referred to as the world. John three sixteen through 18 says, For God so loved the world. In other words, he so loved those who were outside of his will that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, and his name is Jesus Christ, my friends, should not perish, but have everlasting life. My friends, as Christians, we know that we have everlasting life. But the Lord is making it known that he sent his son to bring those who are in the world into a Christian walk, which means a personal relationship with the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ. We all have come from the world, my friends. You're either part of the world or you're a Christian, which means a follower 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Not at that moment, my friends. He was giving you uh, a way of escape through the sacrifice that Jesus made upon the cross of Calvary. But one day that time will be done and is coming very soon. And you will have needed to make your decision as to where you will spend your eternity while you were here in the land of the living. Because soon Jesus Christ will come in his unexpected to the world return in the rapture first. And then in his second coming when every eye shall see him when he arrives. But at that time, those who have been faithful and true to be ready, watching and waiting to go with him in the time of his unexpected to the world return, which is called the rapture, will at the time of his second coming be in tow with him upon white horses, as it is spoken of in Revelation chapter 19. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, is not condemned, says the word of God. But the same word of God says, he that believeth not in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, is condemned already. And here's why the word answers the reason why as well. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And the name of the only begotten Son of God, my friends, is none other than Jesus Christ. There's no denying it. There's no way anybody can ever get around it. It's not Allah. It's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. It's not the universe. It's not energy. It's not. It's just N-O-T. It's only O-N-L-Y, Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus has compassion on us, and he gives us a word of comfort here. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, or where I'm going, Jesus said, you know, and the way or the method, because that's what the word way means, the method, you know because it's been published for over 2,000 years, my friends. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? How can we know the way, the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the method, the truth, and the life, as in everlasting life, my friends. And he ends by saying, no man comes unto the Father but by me. It has been published for 2,000 years plus, my friends. And my friends, it is for this very reason that the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is for the very reason just mentioned, my friends, just mentioned that the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, of whom is none other than Jesus Christ, has given unto all mankind this timeless, which means never-changing, invitation of salvation, which is found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, where Jesus himself is speaking and says, Behold, I stand at the door. The door is your heart, my friends. It's the door of your heart. 
The Lord Jesus Christ says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door of your heart, my friends, I, Jesus said, will come into him, and I will sup with him or eat with him. The word of God, my friends, devouring the word of God. It's a spiritual eating. It's not a physical eating at this point. And will sup with him and he with me. To him, Jesus said, that overcometh, I will grant to set with me in my throne. The word throne here, my friends, is translated as power. Even as I, Jesus said, also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Or power, my friends. Jesus said, he that has an ear, which means that you have a spiritual ear, my, man, my friends. It means that you can hear that small, still voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's called wooing you. It's wooing you. The Holy Spirit is wooing you by telling you, don't go that way. You know you're doing that wrong. You know that that's not right. But what you do with it, my friends, is up to you. And the price you will pay for it will be eternal. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit. And if you look at the word, it has a capital S because it's in reference to the Holy Spirit. Saith unto the churches. My friends, we're not going to have many more days of warning before something is a is unleashed that is beyond anything that we could ever think to this date. My friends, before 9-11, we would have never thought what happened there happened. But it was allowed to happen to draw those back to the Lord that would come. There were multitudes upon multitudes of people cramming into churches for about three weeks. So they say. But then the true believers kept believing, and those that were on stony ground or the word was choked out unto them, in other words, the sower, parable of the sowers, where they, they only stay for a while or they don't really get it or they're just mocking God by being there or whatever, they leave and they go back, as it says. A dog returns to his vomit. And they go back into the world doing just exactly what they were doing before they had the warning. My friends, the Lord gave us a second warning. It was called the systemic, worldwide, economic crash of 2008. The first warning of 9-11 came... At the end of Purim, I mean, at the end of uh, the Shemitah. The second warning came at the end of the Shemitah. And what's really interesting now, my friends, is the third warning is like waiting for the other shoe to drop because it has not yet materialized. But my friends, even the secular world is telling us what is coming is going to be beyond what we could ever believe or imagine. And it's going to begin in this nation. And it'll be like a domino effect. And it will go throughout the world. And that is why the Lord has promised for 2016 black days ahead. Because when the leader of the free world fades to black, so does the rest of the world, my friends. And we are so close to it right now. But you can't see it because you're asleep, spiritually speaking. My friends, open your spiritual eyes and ears and ask the Lord to show you, to warn you, to prepare you. You will be responsible on the day of judgment for what you have or have not done, my friends, no one else. You will have either chosen eternal life through Jesus Christ or to forever be cast into the lake of fire. 
with Satan and his crew. My friends, the Lord God says today is the day of salvation. He said he's already sukorad us, which means sent us urgent help. And that's the word of God. And every prophetic word that has gone out from the word of God and those that he has emanated through his prophets. My friends, today, if you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your only way of escape for the wrath of God that is about to be turned out upon this godless, sinful world in which we happen to be passing through as Christians, then you need to get your life right. That is, unless you want to spend eternity in the lake of fire, which starts out in hell where there's gnashing of teeth. And I'm not trying to scare you, my friends. I'm telling you the truth. It's the very word of God. I didn't make it up. The Lord has already made it available for everyone to see. What you do with it is your choice. Today is the day of salvation. And with that said, my friends, Today, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and way of escape from the soon-coming outpouring of the wrath of God, such as never been seen upon the face of this planet to this date and shall never be seen again at its end, which won't end until the end of the seven years of tribulation, and that seven years of tribulation includes a three-and-a-half-year period at the end of it, which we are very close to, my friends that is specifically set for all those only who reject God and his gift of eternal life through the precious and holy shed blood of his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. With that said, my friends, today if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to say this prayer with me. Don't say it from your head. Don't just say it from uh, empty words. The Lord knows whether or not You are speaking from a broken and contrite heart and spirit. He sees every need you have. He sees every situation that prevails in your life, those that have been and those that are yet to come. And my friends, he doesn't deal with fools. He only deals with those who have a broken and contrite heart and spirit for the precious and holy shed blood that his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, shed for all mankind to have a way of escape from the outpouring of the wrath of God that is soon to be poured out, not only on America, but the entire world. There will be no place to escape or no place to hide, my friends. With that said, today, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ or you would like to Rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you're backslidden or you just need to get closer to the Lord because our time is short and you know it. And you want to, you want to receive more of walking in the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, which would have to first come into your life by the evidence of speaking with other tongues, my friends. But if you already walk in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, then this prayer can be for you as well. But first, you must be saved to receive any of it. And with that said, my friends, let us pray. Please repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne this day and I bow down. Lord God, I thank you for the price that your precious one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, paid upon the cross for my sins. By the shedding of his blood, my sins are covered if I will receive it. And this day, Lord God, I ask that you, Jesus, would cover my sins with your precious and holy blood. Please forgive me of my sins. I know I am a sinner in need of a Savior, and I am here to confess that this day. I am not perfect, and I know that by the power and anointing of your blood covering me, my sins will be covered, and I will become your child, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the price you paid upon the cross of Calvary. And I ask that you would shower me with your love this day and draw me close and draw me near. 
And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would have your way this day, that you would lead me and guide me into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to my remembrance. And as I go before the Lord God to seek for the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, Lord God, I say, please, here am I. Send me to do all that you have prepared and ordained in this hour. Lord Jesus, thank you for receiving me into your family, because I know that you're faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And you promised that if I would come to you with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, that you would receive me. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?